This episode of The Bryantland Show is brought to you by OnX Hunt. From Stone Mountain, Georgia, this is The Bryantland Show. Hosted by proud Gamecock and South Carolinian, AB3. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of the Bryant Land Show. Glad you have taken the time to come in, make the download, check out what we got going on here, man. I really appreciate it. We are in November, sweet November, uh, as I like to call it. A lot of things going on. We got deer season, the rut heating up. We got duck season getting ready to kick off. Uh, waterfowl as far as like goose season and that's going on. Uh, gun season in different places, uh, you know, small game still going on, man. It's a lot of great things, not to mention folks still out on the ATVs, riding ATVs on the trails and stuff. So a lot of things going on as we get ready to put a bow on this crazy year that we call 2020, man. So today on the Bryant Land Show, we're going to go through just a couple of things um, that I picked out that I want to talk to y'all about. Uh, a couple of things that I've noticed in my um, in my travels back and forth out in the woods, uh, going through my deer season. And then also, we always take the time to read a comment or read comments and feedback from people. I'm always telling y'all, I'm looking forward to hearing what you got to say. And for the most part, it's usually positive. It's usually encouraging. It's usually stuff, you know, that you want to hear and people, you know, speaking a positive word over your efforts and whatnot. But you know, we don't shy away from trolls. We don't shy away from criticism around here on the Bryant Land Show. So someone felt the need, uh, felt moved by one of our episodes, and they had some things to say that they, uh, you know, they, they weren't really too pleased with me and what I had to say. I really wasn't too pleased with the show. So we're going to read that. We're going to get into that. So um, great show today lined up pretty good uh so let's go ahead and hop to it Brightland. all right so kicking things off to get started let's talk about this doe that i killed about a couple weeks ago now it was on a wednesday wednesday morning it had been raining i decided to get up and leave the house make my way out to the ranch to go and do some hunting but here's the thing and it's crazy how this always happens. Something in the back of my mind was, well, the front of my mind was telling me not to go. It's like it's raining. It was raining at the house. And whatever it's doing, you know, at the house here in Stone Mountain doesn't necessarily mean it's what it's doing, you know, down in the dub, down in Warrington. 
um temperature difference is completely different um the uh rain precipitation like it may be pouring down rain here but down there it might not even like the ground will be bone dry like it might not even rain so you can't really you know hedge your bet on what's going on up here when you're gonna go when you're gonna go down there so part of me saying you know what it's raining don't do it but in the back of my mind man it just kept nagging me nagging me it's like all right you need to go you need to be in them woods you know i'm always saying you can't kill them from the couch the only way you're gonna get better at this the only way you're gonna become a better deer hunter is to be out in the woods hunting doing it you know what i'm saying putting in your tree time observing your animals um learning about them learning about the woods working on your woodsmanship you can't do none of that from the couch so you got to get out there you got to get into it and even though it was raining here by the time i got down there there was no rain and i mean obviously it was very wet because it had rained before but it, it stopped and normally what I've learned in my experience and, even, you know, I've had some people tell me is after a rain, the deer want to get up, want to get that water off of them, get on their feet, actually get, um, you know, get on their feet, get out there, get dry, get something to eat, maybe things like that. So wanted to be in the tree, taking advantage of that. Um, got a nice little tree set up with my climber. Use the uh, tracker feature on my Onyx uh, map, uh, my Onyx hunt app. And that actually was helpful because it helped me plan, you know, my interest and my exit routes. You know, people are always talking about, you know, you can blow a hunt before you even start it because you got bad interest and exit routes as far as like alerting the deer to where you're going to what tree you're going to hunt out of or a stand that you may have you know your scent carrying and all that kind of stuff so i got myself in the tree got set up um and i've been using grunt tube and then the estrus bleats and i'm talking to a hunting buddy of mine he was just like man i'm aggressive like i'm an aggressive caller that's what he was saying about himself so you know i'm like all right i'm gonna take that knowledge because before i really wasn't that aggressive like i didn't use my grunt tube as much i didn't use my bleak can as much because you know the limited times that i used it i felt like i wasn't getting no results so i didn't really use it that much well you know the this year i've taken more of an aggressive approach uh with my grunt tube and with my bleats uh, especially with the uh with the rut and uh everything that's going on you know the rut breeding period for those of you that may you know not know but um so i'm in the tree and i'm grunting i mean I, i'm i'm grunting my ass off like i got you know cadence down um using my grunt calls hitting you know certain cadences and, and whatnot going with the bleats hitting certain cadences with the uh with the dough bleats and everything so finally with doing all of that maybe like i don't know 30 minutes in i see a buck and as the buck is coming 
through or trying to come through. Um, I can see a little bit. I can't see his antlers, so I can't tell, you know, if he's a six, eight, ten point, whatever, spike, whatnot. But I saw his mouth and I saw how he was grunting and he was walking through the woods grunting back at the grunts that I was um that I was, you know, putting out. And man, I'ma tell you, that was probably the coolest thing that I've seen so far this, since I've been hunting. I know people talk about those, uh, about bucks chasing does during the rut and all like that, but to have a real live action buck respond to my grunt calls, man, it is freaking amazing. It's almost, you know, like a duck hunter when you trying to work the birds and you know hitting your duck call and you got them food and they coming in or you hitting your goose call and they working the spread and they coming in man this is the same type thing that i was feeling sitting in my stand with this buck the only thing i couldn't close the deal on him because i couldn't draw him out the thicket and i i got a nice shooting lane where i can kill these bucks and does as well Nice clear shooting lane that I can, uh, you know, make a good shot with my bow. But I couldn't draw him out the thicket. Like, I could see him, and I could see him like he was kind of, like, responding to what he was hearing and kind of searching. But he wouldn't come out of the thicket uh, to where to where I was at. But just to have that encounter, man, that fired me up for the morning, got me really into my hunt. And, you know, I, I was just ready to go, man. It, it was a great, you know, great time. So after that, still hitting the calls, still being aggressive, really not a lot of action uh, for the next hour, hour and a half or so. So, you know, I'm finally like I'm in my climb. I'm going to sit down. And as soon as I sit down, I promise you, as soon as my ass hit the chair, uh, hit the cushion in my climber, here comes this nice doe. So I'm like, it, it, it would be that way. So she come along. She stops. She kind of nibbling. She looking around a little bit. And she's completely hard to my right. Um, Again, the shooting lane kind of directly in front of me. Decent shooting lane with some cover to my right but this this uh this doe was hard uh on my right side hard you know very hard right like i had to make that turn it was a comfortable you know turn in order to make the shot but you know she was right there um mind you this year i've been bringing my camera uh with me um uh, shout out to fourth arrow camera arms um for hooking me up with a camera arm to use on a climber. So I've been putting, you know, that on the right side of my climber so I can see, um, you know, the picture when I turn, you know, the, the viewfinder on my camera, uh, the little monitor. If I put it on the right side, I can actually see what I'm shooting a little bit better. So doe comes in, flip the camera on. I'm trying to put the camera on the doe. So I can see her, right? Um, man, I know y'all heard me talk about it on the show and talk about it with other guests. Self-filming 
one of the hardest things to do, man. I got so much respect for people that can self-film and kill mature big bucks every year. Here I am just trying to get my first kill on camera, killing a little doe. And, you know, you got guys out there that's killing monster bucks on camera, self-filming. So shout out to them that, you know, can do that. So much respect now that I I'm actually tried to do it and actually done it with this doe. So, all right, set the scene again because I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place. But when I, when I start talking about it, I get excited about it, man. So let's go back. Let's set the scene. Getting ready to sit down, stand up. Here comes a doe. She comes in. She starts feeding. Flip the camera on. And now I'm trying to position the camera nice and slow because, again, you don't want to do too much movement and get busted and then have the does blowing through the woods and letting all the other does know that you there. So I'm sitting there gently moving the camera, gently, 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 finally get the camera on on the dough right without getting busted like i can't even believe it like i was like all right whew, got through that part now trying to get my bow up and of course man with all this going on these are short subtle moves like these aren't like you know set the camera grab my bow take a shot nah man if you do it like that you're gonna get busted every time these are short subtle moves so Move the camera. I got the nice little zoom in, zoom out, like the zoom controls on my camera. So I can do it from right there on the uh right there on the handle. Get the shot set. Alright, cool. Now I'm trying to pick up my bow without being noticed. So every time she dump her, every time she duck her head looking down to eat, I move my bow into a position. Like, you know, I pick it up. Stop. She look up, look around. I'm still. Got to be still as possible. Now, that's the one thing that is definitely true. You know, people say, you know, you can buy the camo. You can do this. Scent control. You can do that. The biggest thing you can do, be quiet and be still. And so I make a movement. She look up. I'm still. Don't make no move. She looking around, looking around, go back to feed her. As soon as she drop her head, make another little move. Get my bow closer, get my release onto my D loop on my bow. And so now I'm holding it. She look up again, she looking around. I'm cool with it. Just just relax, you know? So then she looking around, looking around. I'm still, still. Now, man, I'm telling you, this whole entire process seems like it takes like a half hour. When the reality of the situation is, it's only been about 10 minutes, okay? So the whole whole process. But when I promise you, when you're in the middle of it, it feels like it's dragging on forever. Like when I went back and I look at the footage from the time that I hit record, from the time that I made the shot and she expired, it was probably about 10, 12 minutes for the whole thing. But it felt like a freaking lifetime. And mind you, people, this is on a dope. We ain't talking about a monster buck. We ain't talking about an eight-pointer. We ain't talking about a 10-pointer. We ain't talking about, you know, a mature deer. This is on a small to medium-sized doe for what I have on my property. Okay? Um, and 
to be able to get it on camera they get the kill on camera man i you know i don't want to toot my own horn but in the words of Arn anderson toot toot like i'm just happy i'm able to pull this off so all right i know i keep jumping around so back let's set the scene back again so we got the camera we got it on the dough um i got my bow i made a couple of moves now i got my bow in my hand my release on my d loop she's still feeding so everything good everybody calm there's no other does because you know with with the pre-rut and the rut getting ready to start because again this is late october you thinking okay well why would you want to shoot this doe you know maybe something big is gonna come and chase her take her out or whatever here's the fact of the situation boys and girls i want deer meat i want deer meat in my freezer because I was running low on deer meat. I got sausages in there, but I don't want sausages. I want backstrap. I want burgers. I want, you know, um, chili, uh, venison, spaghetti, all this stuff. And in order to accomplish this, I'm going to have to take this life from this dough. And she's sitting here. She eating comfortably. Everything's quiet. There's no other doughs around. I got my camera on her. So now it's time to make it happen. This is where the quote-unquote magic happens, okay? So she drops her head. Sitting there, she pops back up again, looking around, kind of checking out, making sure it's all good. Drops her head again. As soon as she dropped her head, I went, I went ahead and pulled my bow back, made the draw. Now, anybody that is deer hunting or have done this for any limited time, knows you can be busted in the middle of the draw. And then when you start drawing, there's no stopping mid-draw or whatever. You're going to either draw all the way or you're going to stop and go back, which is probably going to cause more movement and end up spooking the deer. So when she dropped, she stayed down, I am pulled back, I made my draw. I'm at full draw now. So that's step one. Or that, well, I won't say step one, but that's a step, Okay. Now I get my pen, take a breath, put my pen right behind her shoulder, and let the arrow go. And arrow's coming down, right through her, behind the shoulder. I think I clipped a piece of her spine, blew out on the other side, and the arrow went into the dirt. Deer dropped, bam, right there on the ground. No track job, boys and girls. No track job at all because I hit that deer, like I said, clip a piece of her spine, but I got majority of her lungs on both sides. And when you shooting a three-inch cut Grim Reaper whitetail special, the hole that exited out of that animal was massive. And when you got that big of a hole in you, ain't too far you're not gonna go too far okay so i hit her bam down she goes on the ground and anytime you shoot uh a deer you take a bow shot man there's so much relief once that shot is off and you see it hit and you see it's a good hit and whether that animal kicks and takes off and goes a little ways and then expires or as the last two deer that I've killed drop right in front of me, in front of my eyes, so I don't, I don't have no track job, I ain't got to worry about no blood trail, which is why I'm a big advocate of shot placement, practicing, 
good shot placement on your animal, quick kill. That way the animal ain't suffering and put her down. She goes down, kicks a little bit, expires, and just like that, as soon as it started, it's over. And at that point, you just kind of like, man, I got this deer on camera. I got meat for my freezer, Deer Burger City, venison chili, venison spaghetti, stuffed shells, all the stuff that I like to make. That crosses your mind. Obviously, you're thankful because you get out here and you're going hunting, you're going hunting. And a lot of times what people don't understand is you're going to come back with nothing more often than you're going to come back with something. So when it actually happens and you can put all the pieces together that I just, you know, spoke to you, spoke to y'all about, when you can put all those pieces together, man, it is a beautiful thing. It is a great feeling. And to have that animal on the ground, to have it on the ground right there in front of you, so there's no track job. You don't have to worry about tracking it, following no blood trail or anything like that. Bam, down, right in front of you. You know, you thankful, you happy. At least I know I was. I, like, I'm ecstatic. Finally get to shoot something other than plastic or, you know, a bag target or a 3D target. All my hard work was rewarded with a great shot. You know, my prey is down that I wanted it. I'm ecstatic. You know, I, I, I hop on this season. You know, me and my, my, my boy, Antonio Marsh, we've been, whenever we get a deer down, we've been FaceTiming each other. You know, just excited, man. You know, everybody has that hunting buddy that they call whenever they shoot a deer. You know, so you hit that FaceTime, and it's just like whenever we FaceTime each other and you see that woods in the background, we already know what it is. The deer's on the ground. It's a done deal. Ain't no track job. You know, we got it done. Um, so, man, first doe down of the year, first deer that I fully was able to record, record the, you know, the whole thing leading up to it. Now the next thing for me is to work on having more than one angle. I got the main angle down so I can work on another angle, uh, having like another, you know, with either with a GoPro or something else where you can see like where I draw back and or something like that. But, you know, to have that main angle on my main camera, sound good, look good. You see the shot. You see the animal drop. Man, I can tell you that is one accomplishment that I'm very proud of and I'm going to remember as the season goes on. So got my dough down. Can't wait to get another one and to see what else this deer season holds. And 
those sounds kind of those are the uh cadences i've been using uh with my grunt tube and my uh my dough bleats and that basically is what i used and i got you know that uh that little uh buck to come around i could like i said i couldn't get him to commit but the good thing about that man is we are in the season the time of the year that's called the rut basically when does are in heat bucks our testosterone level is going through the roof and they are looking to breed these does that are in heat and as i've explained on numerous other podcasts usually the best time to try to kill mature deer or mature turkey is when you know during those breeding seasons because unfortunately when males have only one thing on their mind when it comes to the females it makes them more vulnerable it makes them you know out here with their guard down they are not on as high and alert because they only have one thing on their mind and that's chasing those does uh so usually makes it a little bit easier uh than normal not easy in general but easier than normal to uh to kill those animals so uh here in georgia it's debatable depending on what part um in the areas that i hunt we've seen rut activity all signs point that the rut has started other parts of Georgia, it may not have started yet. Other parts of the country, uh, it may just be beginning to heat up. And sometimes, you know, you're fortunate. You get to see deer uh, chasing through the woods. You'll get a doe that comes through, and she's being ran to death by these uh, bucks that are looking to breed her. And just much like in real life, until the woman wants something to do with you, uh, you're just basically running behind her. Uh, and that's what these bucks are doing. When she's ready to be bred, she allows herself to be caught. You know, they go off, they do their business, whatever, whatever. But until then, no matter how high that testosterone level is, no matter how much that uh, that buck wants that doe, she uh, won't necessarily give herself up until she's ready. So much like in the real world, in the animal kingdom, things work the same way. But sweet November, the rut, magical time of the year if you're a deer hunter, especially if you're still out here bow hunting deer uh, like myself. It's a it's a great time of the year. Like I said, you know, if you're fortunate, you see a lot of action. So just glad to be out in the woods during the rut. And hopefully I can put in some work. Uh, using my uh, bleat call, my grunt calls, and I can make something happen. Last thing I want to cover before I put a bow on this podcast and get on out of here. Like I told you in the open, we get messages, um, emails, DMs, all kinds of things. Uh, mostly positive feedback. Mostly feedback. 
you know, from our listeners or people that, you know, follow our social media pages, love the content, love what we're doing. As a matter of fact, I got a message uh, this past Friday from Ernest Dorima. I hope I'm saying his, uh, this young man's name right. Ernest uh, Dorima, uh, Dorma. Like I said, if I'm messing it up, I'm sorry, brother. But young fella from Columbia, Missouri, 10 o'clock Friday morning, sends me a picture of a great buck that he took down. Just put down my first buck with a bow, he says. Keep inspiring, brother. Love the content. So usually we get messages like that. And Ernest, I appreciate you. Like I said, I apologize if I completely screwed your name up, uh, screwed up your last name. I, I apologize for that. I don't like messing up folks' names, especially knowing how people just destroy my name and the brand name. But, you know, we get those kinds of messages, you know, people saying like, hey, your podcast is expi- is inspiring. Uh, we appreciate what you're doing out here. You know, we we enjoy your content. We enjoy, um, you know, what you're doing. Those are the majority of the messages that we get. Well, last Monday, <laughs> I got a message and literally, y'all, I could not stop laughing it was on and it wasn't let me backtrack it wasn't so much a message as it was a review on the apple review i mean you guys you listen to my podcast and i am constantly saying you know hit the mash the five star rating button um you know leave us a review on apple mash the five star rating button on apple all that stuff you know because it helps so uh Apparently, this uh, person, uh, Carrie Hamill, um, left a comment. Um, and the one thing that I can say, and I know, and I'm not trying to be funny or disrespectful. I'm not sure if it's, um, you know, he or she, because Carrie can go either way. He can either be, you know, I know. Guys named Carrie, no gals named Carrie. So, you know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful anyway. So he or she, whichever one, um, you know, they put they put their name on it. And I, you know, I respect that, you know, because a lot of times you'll get trolls that'll put their name on uh, that uh, will say stuff or say, you know, really disrespectful stuff or say crazy stuff. And they you know they won't put their name on it. They won't sign it or whatever. You you got something to say. You love it. Put your name on it. You got something to say? You don't like it? Put your name on it. Either way, you know. But I thought this was funny, and I'm going to read it to y'all. It says, uh, the Bryantland Show new review. So I'm, you know, I'm looking to open it up, look at it, all excited. The title, Blatant Racist. <laughs> I immediately started laughing. Uh, one star rating. Uh, and here is what they said. The host couldn't help but play into the bipartisan social media justice propaganda with his take on perverse conservatism. If he wanted to do something positive within his community, he could just serve as a positive influence to young men and women 
without the blame game of an entire demographic. Carrie, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. I am glad that our podcast and what I had to say moved you to the point of making a comment. Uh, The only thing that I'm, and I'm not even mad because, you know, everybody's not going to love you. I didn't get into this to be loved by everybody. You know, everybody is not going to, you know, be excited about what you're doing um, or actually like much less love what you're doing. So that part doesn't bother me. The thing that bothers me, damn it, Carrie, with your sad one star, you're bringing down my perfect five-star rating that I had on Apple, okay? Um, So, but you know what? It is what it is. That's how Carrie feels. Like I said, I had an episode where I talked about basically, and all I said was is that you don't have to be a conservative to enjoy the outdoors in a perfect world you don't really even talk about your politics or your views or whatever you're just out there to to have a good time and enjoy the outdoors i think we all can agree on that at least we should all agree on it but if we don't whatever you know it's fine but that was all i said now did i say perverse conservatism yes because sometimes some people get very perverted with their beliefs and stuff and they run it into the hole whatever Again, your beliefs, do what you want with them. My show, my beliefs. I was just saying what I wanted to say. Carrie, old Carrie there, didn't like it. That's fine. No harm, no foul. But in an effort like I told you guys, and those of you that have been listening to the show since day one, know that I told you that transparency good or bad. I'm not just going to get on here and read all the good reviews and everybody that tells us we're the best thing since sliced bread. Apparently, there are people out there that don't think we're the best things since sliced bread and think that we're stale bread. That's fine, too. I'm going to share those as well, because at the end of the day, we appreciate you for listening. We appreciate you for having an opinion, having a comment, feeling strongly enough to reach out and talk to us about it. So, Carrie Hamill, from the United States of America, as it says uh, on the comment, thank you for listening to the Bryantland Show. Thank you for commenting. And please, by all means, please come back, listen some more. We greatly appreciate it. Glad to have you. Bryantland. Man, I really enjoyed putting that podcast together, uh, telling you the story about my first doe kill of the season, my first doe kill on camera, uh, just sharing my excitement about the rut. That's where we at here in uh, November. And, you know, uh, getting some feedback, uh, being called a blatant racist, which is something that I've never been called ever in my life until last Monday. But you know what? It, it comes with the territory. So no harm, no foul there. Now, Before I get ready to get up on out of here, there's a couple of things that I want to share with y'all. I want to remind y'all, make sure y'all go and check out. First thing, bryantlandcountry.com. That is our website. That is where we have everything Bryant land that you need. We got your merch, getting ready for Christmas. Go on there, get something nice for the hunter or huntress 
in your life. We got our videos. We have our podcast. Every Bryant Land Show podcast from day one is on our website. So make sure you go check out bryantlandcountry.com. Want to send a big shout out to the folks over at Onyx Hunt. Their technology, their mapping app is a part of what we do as hunters. As far as whenever I'm out in the woods, I have the Onyx Hunt application on my phone. Helps me, like I told you guys earlier, entrance, exit routes, knowing where my trees are that I'm going to climb. If you're hunting a piece of parcel and you want to share your spot or share a stand with a buddy or your wife or your girlfriend, whoever you're hunting with, whoever, you can do it via the Onyx Hunt application. Know where you stand. Android phones, iPhones, make sure you don't leave home without it. Be out there in the woods with it. Also want to send a big shout out and a big thank you to our friends over at Traeger Grills. The Bryantland Show and the brand Bryantland are a part of the Traeger Nation. Cannot wait till my deer comes back so I can put it on the grill. Deer burgers, back straps, tenderloins, holidays coming. Cannot wait to get my deer on the Traeger Grill get some Traeger smoke going. So make sure you go check out our friends at Traeger Grills. Y'all, you know, I've told you, I've talked about it. Fractured foot. I was able to get in the climber, killed the deer with a fractured freaking foot. And you know what I had on when I did it? My Irish setter boots, y'all. I can get my feet back in my Irish setter boots, my VAP tracks, the boots that are snake proof, Still need those in this time of year in Georgia. I got the elk trackers that I'm waiting to break in. But either way, I can get my feet back in my Irish Setter boots. Make sure y'all go check them out, Irish Setter boots. Thank you for supporting the Bryantland Show. Thank you for supporting the brand Bryantland. If you're out there deer hunting, make sure you get you a big one. If you're out there duck hunting, get your limits on your ducks and your geese. And when you finish, come back next week for another episode of the Bryantland Show.